Okay. Hello, and welcome to the Blue Sky Podcast. I am NPR Radio over here. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Blue Sky Podcast. I am Adil. And I am Jono. And uh, today, you are going to join us as we uh, sit down, talk a little bit, and write a script. And just so you know, the whole podcast, we're going to do these voices. So oh, yes, we are. If you don't like it, we, neither do we. So <laughs> I'm going to stop right now. Neither do we. Um, yeah, I mean, if you've tuned in before, you know what this is. If you haven't, uh, it's basically a podcast where me and Jono sit down and we pick a prompt. Could be any kind of prompt. Usually it's a film genre. And then we write a script, a short film script. Um, and we do it all on the episode. So it's kind of fun to see us think of a, think up of weird and out there ideas and then kind of just whittle it down to a, to a cohesive script. Yeah, and it'll be the first draft of a script, so it's not ever going to be perfect. And no matter how hard we try, we're not going to rewrite it and, yeah. and make it too fluffy. You're just going to kind of get the the first go of it. So this is just about the process. It's that, about the fun that we have riffing weird shit together. Which is what a, the blue sky portion of a writing uh, of the writing process is. You know, exactly. it's just throwing stuff at the wall. We should get a, a sign or something in the background eventually, and it's like a neon sign, and it says like no rewrites. Because that's like one of the rules of this podcast. You cannot like be like, oh, actually, you know what? We wrote this, but it'd be smarter if the dialogue was this. No, no, no. You, this is about writing a first draft, getting it out there. And then, yeah, in the future, like the way you should write is you should have a first draft and then clean it up. But that's not what this podcast is. No, and believe me, I've tried. And it doesn't feel right to deceive you. And and just so you know, you're not going to hear us writing the, the slug lines for for. The locations or whatever you're not going to hear us writing that part but you'll get all the ideation and then you'll hear a nice little radio drama at the end yeah we actually performed the script for you all right uh well now that we've introduced and kind of told you what the podcast is about how about we go to our first segment first i want to ask you a question oh before okay yeah how are you feeling are you in touch with your body today um i feel like i'm is it a setup for a joke are we doing is it, okay uh yeah i'm feeling what would you ask me sorry what's the question are you feeling good? Are you in touch with your body? I am good. I am in touch with my body. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> the prompt. Okay. So normally I've been reaching into the forsaken bowl of prompts, but last week was, um, I, I enjoyed the result. So, and Adil drew that. So he's going to draw it again. I put in I am five the captain prompts. Now. You are the captain now. I am the prompt captain now. And I, I put in five ideas, and Adil put in five ideas. Yes, and, yes, yes. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited if, if I pull out any of mine, because I think they were pretty interesting. Mm. But hey, you usually come up with some crazy shit that leads us down a, an interesting and uh, what's the rewarding path. Right. But it doesn't always feel like that at the beginning when my no, stuff comes um, up. No, in the beginning, it hurts. And I pulled out. It's you again. Oh, dear. Uh, I like this. I, uh, it's, it says, uh, and you have to explain this, please. Onset comedy horror. Yeah, so I was thinking on the way over here. Uh, you already have a film written in your head. <laughs> yeah, so interior <laughs> studio. No, I was just thinking about uh, my life as a PA back back before I was directing, yeah. and how both of us kind of like the onset uh, backdrop for stuff. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many fun, horrific stories. Yeah. Um, that PAs have to go through. It doesn't have to be a PA, but like on set, just because it's like such a weird class cast system and like, yeah. you know, there there is like the call sheet's not alphabetical, like the people at the top are the people at the top and they're all 
gods and goddesses. And there's a hierarchy. There's a there's massive a hierarchy. hierarchy. That's that's a more succinct way to say what yeah. I just said. But but what's interesting too is like um, even just like let's separate the onset for a moment. Comedy horror is a thing where you can put it in different places. It could be, you could have wrote in a convenience store comedy horror, and it's like oh that's kind of fun. You could put it like in a uh, like you know like any world like Shaun of the Dead. It's like this guy who works at this shitty store and then has a friend that lives at home with him. So it's like just put comedy horror that genre into different worlds for sure but i should clarify that by horror i didn't necessarily mean the genre which i know is is confusing and convoluted i just meant like a horror story like something that you went through that's awful on set oh you okay know? yeah like, thank you funny for, okay, it's yeah, funny yeah, yeah. but it's like fuck dude. so it's not Shaun of the dead it's not Shaun of oh, the dead. It's not it, zombies. It, it could be i mean i'm open to that though it that's could thing. be the zombie boom up fucking that's fucking hilarious in, you, you know? know that could be funny but um or, I was th- or the I w- set that's haunted or some shit right but I, I was just thinking more um based on like, like almost real kind of story just like the stuff that makes you traumatize and like cringe when you remember uh well i already have through. ideas now when you just said that so okay maybe i think we should move on to uh what's the next part called again Sky. <laughs> okay, uh, I, li- I like that genre. Um, I like this idea. Um, hey, Jono, good job. Thank you. I, I did you're, it. You're always very scared about your prompts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I need affirmation. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Good stuff. Thank you. Um, so, yeah. So, just quickly, there's two ways, and I'm open to both right now, where it does turn into actually horror on a film set or whatever set it is, right? Um, commercial set. Or it's, like you said, it's just horror in the sense of like a cringy story of one of the people on set right like we're going through a day like a pa going through a shitty day okay so for those of you listening who don't know what a pa is that stands for production assistant and they are quite literally the lifeblood of the set a deal i asked you earlier today if you were in touch with your body and pas have to be in touch with the body of the film set they get you coffee They pick up the gear, they return the gear, they're there before you, they're there after you, they set up lunch tables. Basically, any insane request that you have or any normal request that you have is going to go through them. I've done a lot of weird, messed up stuff as a PA, like buying drugs. And I didn't get in trouble, but I could have. Um, Or I was thinking literally you could do the whole formula of six characters so it starts with the pa getting to set and doing stuff and then coast some the ad comes yells at him and then we follow the eight yeah the first ad then gets the story and we follow him yeah then it goes to dp the director ends back up at whoever it started with maybe it ends with them like the pa again and so just so everyone knows the the term slacker uh is an improv format where you but it's based on a film oh yeah like Uh, the richard linklater film really you think that came first no, I, I didn't know. I, I yeah, yeah, it yeah. definitely came first. I'm sure the the movie for sure. But uh, that's I, that's what Nate told me. I I, I believe it because that that would make sense to me because that's that's Nate, too much of a coincidence. Nate from uh, Nate Friedman Improv. is Nate a credible yeah. source. Shout out Nate. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's cool. Well, that makes sense because that's what that movie is. Like, yeah. It's just kind of a that was Richard a drive uh, through Portland or whatever. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Some city or, or Seattle. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Um. For those uh, any nerds who are listening Richard Linklater's first film was Slacker it's great really great movie and it's the whole film is just it's a it's just one story then it leads it bleeds into another story and it's just following characters who like meet and each other did you watch Mr. Show um I've seen like sketches they did this awesome thing where like sketches would just flow into one another like a sketch would end and then someone would just like run through and be like Bleh! 
uh, and then you'd follow that, and then you'd go into the next sketch. It was like a very seamless flow of shit. Like very, every episode? I believe so. Every That's episode insane. That seen, I didn't know that. That's yeah, pretty, pretty fucking super, cool. Super high level. Um, and if we could ask the audience to put their phones and computers on silence, that would yeah, be Yeah, whoever's, uh, whoever's laptop's uh, dinging over here. Yeah. Uh, not mine. Is it muted? Yes. I just muted mine. Sorry. I just muted mine too. But okay. no one emails me. So I'm going to put this prompt down so we don't uh, forget. On set. Um, so story time. Okay. Story time. I'll try and make it quick. So this isn't exactly a horror story to the fullest. It's more of that sort of like, it's not like scary horror. It's that comedic horror. But one day I'm on set. It's a big job. Uh, PA who, you know, has aspirations of directing, wants to do a really good job, wants to be known by the director and wants to kind of be in the mix. That is such a good character. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, but like, and as in like, I see that character on every film set. There's oh, always a PA sure. who's like, I was that guy. I still PA, am that guy. Like the PA who like, I, if we, if our film has a PA in it, the line, that piece of dialogue that I love is like, Hey, do you want to watch my short film? Yeah. You know that PA? Yeah. Oh, I, that's our PA. Yeah. And, I was yeah. never quite so forward, but like, you know, I would, I would Dude, lob my things in. Not to uh, hijack for a second, but like there was a PA on my set who literally approached me and was like. Uh, so it was like his first set with me too I was directing and producing and he was on my set he approached me and asked me to watch his short film and then when I said I would love to yeah sure send it to me and he goes well on, on lunch do you want to watch it No. and I was like dude how do you, I think I, no. I could, oh, and the thing is this right I respect the hustle but I think of myself and I'm like I would never have the balls to go to a director on set in the middle of a shoot and be like yes, yeah, so this is a short film, finish your story, right? And then, and then like finish the pitch and then the guy's like, yeah, sure, I'll listen, I'll watch it. And then be like, on break, what are you doing on lunch? It's like... Just like staring at you deadpan? Like, yeah. Like, what about right now? Yeah. Just that, holds up his phone. Like, again, I, I, I respect the, the courage, yeah. but I, come on, man. I think I'm more of a tactical hustler, you know? Just read the room. But many people can't do that, and a lot of those people are successful. So power to them, you know. Yeah, do you? Every, but you know, everyone has their own path. I don't have the mental capacity to watch a short film at lunchtime when I'm on set. It's like I don't full have the on. I don't have the self confidence to ask someone to watch my <laughs> short film at at, uh, at lunchtime. Yeah, shit. So maybe that guy's fucking. Killing he's he's it gonna right be. Now. We're gonna be working for him. Someday. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um. Hey, do you want to be a guest on the podcast <laughs> next? Year. Um. Okay. So I get asked by the producer. He's like, you need to go to Dairy Queen and get the director a dilly bar. And a dilly bar is like one of those circular, it's like ice cream and it's surrounded in chocolate and it's on a stick. Um, and we're shooting down at like Queen and Broadview. Um, and there's a Dairy Queen up at Broadview and Danforth. So it's like a, a 10 minute drive max in normal traffic. But that day there was a shooting at Broadview and Queens. Ooh. So the whole thing was closed off. So it was just traffic is and, diverted everywhere. And again, everywhere. because just because you're just talking about a film set. You're not talking about a shooting, like a film shooting. No, sorry. Yes. A gun shooting, like a fatal shooting. Mm. Uh, so you're going, just for, up you're the going street from one from shooting to another shooting. shooting. Yeah. Uh, there's just like just shooting all day. Um, and I was shooting my shot, trying to do a nice job for... Uh, for these guys. That was good. I'm like, can we get a third one out of this? We got and it. And we got it. We got it. So I drive up to Dairy Queen. I get a dilly bar and the traffic's even fucking worse going back. And I'm like, how? Like, I, I didn't bring a cooler. I didn't bring ice or anything. Like, how am I going to keep this thing cold? <laughs> this thing's just going to be a glob by the time I yeah. get back to the set. So yeah. I crank the AC as high as it can go. <laughs> put it all, you know, you put the fans in the front. So it's just like one section. It's just like the arrow pointing at the little person. 
blasting it at like a hundred and I'm just holding the dilly bar up against the little vents and, and like, like spit roasting yeah, it, yeah. like keeping it cold. I think it took me like 25 minutes, half an hour to get back down there. Stressing the fuck out, but it gave me time to think of this line. What am I going to say to the director when I, uh, when I go up there nice. and give him the dilly yeah. bar? So I go back on set. I'm finally there. Are they like, it's been 30 minutes. Have they said that to you? No, no. The director doesn't know that the dilly bar is coming. It's like, it's a little surprise, probably an inside joke that, uh, that, um, I didn't understand. But anyway, I get in there, cannot feel either of my hands because they're just so close to the vent from just blasting the AC the whole time. Like, like basically, basically like arthritic pain running through my fucking joints. I walk up to the director who's just finishing a conversation with the DOP. And he turns and like faces me and I held up the dilly bar and I said, sir, a gift from the queen. And I swear to God, he did not look at me. He looked over my shoulder at the producer and went, oh, you didn't, you didn't. And just took it out of my hand. Still like not I looking was, at you. Like I was a grip stand. Like I was nothing and took it in my hand, put it in his mouth, spun on his heel and walked away. And I'm just standing there like, fuck, fuck. I just went through so much shit and didn't get even for your not, stupid little joke, <laughs> and I did not even get the fucking credit for it. And even it if was, you just chuckled at your joke, you would have been or your line, you would have been like, worth it. Yep, 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 yep. But now I pitch against that guy all the time, so that's fun. Actually, yeah. Wow, that's a plot twist. That's okay. That's yeah. interesting. And I'm like, sir, no gifts from the queen this time. <laughs> I'll be taking this. So gift. like those little stupid stories that happen on set, I I really like. I have so many, but we could just eat the podcast up telling those stories. Okay, so that's one way to do it, right? And like, let's dramatize some of like. There's already pretty dramatic shit. Like the I know that nervousness you had when you were bringing the dilly bar, for example. That feeling of like, oh my god, oh, like that cringiness inside you can be the essence of the fucking film. You know exactly. What I mean? Even like the cringiness of popping the windshield and being like my life is over like i am a fuck up like and then, and then that self-talk of like i fucked up i am a, you know that scene in boogie nights when philip seymour hoffman's like stupid stupid yeah yeah that's yeah. how i like when you when we fuck up that young and, and even now when i fuck up sometimes i'm like fucking stupid man how would i do this so that's i'm sure oh, yeah. where it was going through your head where it's like just self-talk was just on a whole different negative yeah so there's that's that's one thing i do like this idea of passing the baton just because of uh, and, and doing like a, this is a slacker kind of thing and continuing some narrative thread, but through different POVs because there are so many characters on set. Like the AD is like, you know, genuine, a crazy person with the most organized brain ever. Um, the director has so much pressure. The agency who have so much pressure putting their own pressure on the director and then the client. Like there's so many tiers to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to like inflict I do like it a lot. Like, you know, I'm a fan of that. We're both fans of that, like that world and writing about it. So it's like, I'm just thinking, yeah, we would just need a very strong reason. And like Slacker, the one thing with Slacker is not much happens almost in a way because it's just like pockets of their life. So it's like the, do we have like this over uh, arching like narrative that's like happening, like a, like, a, like a thing that the PA brings to give to the AD, like a memory card, for example, right? I'm, I'm stealing from my own other film now, but he brings a memory card and the AD takes a memory card to the d- director and it's not the memory card, but for yeah. example, or like a shot list or a script, you know? And it's like the it, PA brings a script from the client, for example, or producer, right? And the AD's like, oh, there's changes. Then she, and you f- see her life and then she takes it to the director and the director's like, oh, fuck off and blah, blah, blah. And then it goes to the DOP, be like, we have to change up the lighting and stuff. And the DOP then goes and goes, oh, we have, okay, to his crew, guys, we got to change this. And the gaffer and grip have a moment. And then it goes back to the PA because they go back to the PA and they're like, 
go get us this. And then it's a full circle. And then at the end, it's just like, yeah, client just likes it the original way. Yeah, so, yeah. that is what happens for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens. And it could be literally, they could finally get to, you know, maybe you don't go back to the PA like that. Maybe it's a gaffer grip. And like, again, you've got, gone down the line or through the line, sorry, and all this. And then as they're setting up the shot, the PA in the same fashion he started the film where he comes rushed with a, with a paper, comes in and goes, actually, uh, they said they want the same thing or whatever. Yeah, like the we, PA, don't, we don't need that anymore. Because the PA Idiot. started the chain yeah, yeah. and the PA stops the chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be interesting. That, that could be it. So that's one. That's a lot of shit to get through, but it gives us a lot of fodder. Yeah. Um, or that singular story. Like, is it about this PA who just wants to get his short film shown and can't get anyone to watch it? You know, it's just like putting himself in these situations and like, Oh, let me, I'll test the TV and like puts a short film on or like I'll, uh, yeah. It, my thing is like this day of all days. Why is it like, there has to be something that goes wrong. You know what I mean? Obviously, which mm. again, like right now we're just starting yeah. with this idea, but like something goes horribly wrong or something happens or may, maybe it starts with him. Uh, the director agreeing that he'll watch a short film that's the top of the day and he like somehow gets him convinced oh him. and he gets on a run and he's got to get back for lunchtime but and it's he like, fucks up a truck and, and he fucks this up and he's yeah, like i have yeah. to get him to do a short film and then he comes back and that could be maybe a thing too right um totally i like that a lot um something else just ran through my brain and then just went through a door and i can't see it anymore but um that'll come back I, I have keep... one more out there idea oh yeah. Oh yeah. Just it came qu back quickly. It came back just in case it, it runs back through yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. But I, I like for years and I talked to a lot of people like trying to develop a, a series about production assistance. Cause like here I am uh, just giving so everyone something to go off of uh, and, and use for their, their own aspiration, aspirational projects. Um, what would happen if a PA died on the way to work? Like, I always thought it would be a funny, like, cold open of, like, a wrecked cube truck and the camera gear is just all over the highway and a PA died in a wreck. That's not the funny part. Yeah, the funny like part comedy. This guy knows comedy. The, Everyone. The funny part is the production manager calling the other PA and be like, yo, go get the camera off the highway. And it's like, dude, it's an active investigation. It's like, go get the camera so we can shoot. Like, if a PA died on the way to work, would the shoot day still happen? Oh, so it's like it's a very black, dark comedy where it's super like super fucking dark. Where it's like they're like, uh, they're more, they're caring more about the fact that yeah, he died, but we gotta get our day is like this Chrysler commercial is not gonna <laughs> shoot itself. <laughs> yeah, it has to be like this Wonder Bread. Commercial. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah. so shitty. Um, that's a good Doctor uh, Edgar waits for no one. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to make sure we never work again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a good way to shit on our industry. Yeah, yeah, totally. I uh, love that. Um. I actually do. I think that's pretty dark. And it's interesting if the PA, like. But everyone's been like, that's too dark. That's too dark. That's not the tone. I'm like, well. No, but you, hey, you came to the right person. We're just making it up. You came to the right guy if you want to do dark. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, because you know what I like about that in general? That's the essence of that is the, not even the, say the death and stuff. It's the idea that the PA has to go into like a war zone or like an illegal entrance to like a crime scene or whatever the fuck it is to do his job and it's very like well yeah you got to do this and he's like you want me to f there, there's, a sh there's like a shooting happening yeah there's people there's like two yeah. gangs fighting right now yeah but we have to get this dilly bar for example you know yeah. and he has to go through this war zone dairy queen's on the other side <laughs> yeah. of the the turf war, <laughs> turf war. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean and it's like there's something funny but dark about that where it's like well yeah you got to do this and then he for his career that's what he's thinking right at the end of the day that's his motivation and like and then it ultimately, I like the idea of the ending ultimately being for nothing. Like, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's like, well, we don't need that anymore or you're too late or yeah. 
Dude, this is yeah. This is like so close to my short film. I'm just. It's true. <laughs> it's it's so very close true. to it. It's Let's true. just do mine. I will just read it and then. Yeah. Um. Uh, here's okay. So here's like a very just because we like doing this a left field idea. Uh, keep all those ideas on track. The baton, I think, is a good idea. Uh, the the passing the baton slacker style, I think, it's pretty cool. Um, this idea of a PA going through like this harrowing journey. Um, and on, honestly, we can tie in the two middle ideas we had, which is like, he's trying to get back to show the short film to the director, but now he has to go through this like very fucked up assignment. Yeah. Like, that, that's like a great ABC. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Now this left field idea, I just want to go back to horror for a second. If it was horror. Um, I don't know what the, like, I'll just pitch the very vague or sorry, the very, like the rough shitty version of it. And then maybe you can help me. It's like. A director trying to get a shot, right? Like he's trying to get the scene done and he wants to like, you know, when like you're on a set and you have a producer down your neck or client, right? For example, and you got to like make this and in your head, you have like these versions of it or whatever. And you want, you want the shit for your reel. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. You want, you're like, but the show looks like for my reel. And then you're trying to push it and the client's not down. Now, I don't know where this, if it's a director who is, is the horror element or the client, but it's like, they go, um, let's have a, let's have a talk. So they go to the green room and they close the door and everything is a little dark. And it's like the clients are like vampires mm. or they're like just emotional vampires. <laughs> or what's the, there's like, is it emotional vampire or like, yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. There's a guy on, uh, what we do in the shadows. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, I, I'm I can't remember the actual fully. like sort of term for it, but yeah. well, you, you they, yeah, say it. Like, just like, imagine it's like that world where like, uh, or, or, or it's like, uh, a world where vampires and, and, werewolves and zombies are a thing and you're doing you're a director in that world doing commercials mm. and your clients are vampires mm. and it's like i just and you're trying to get a shot for your reel and they had this moment where they kind of just come down on you and it's like very scary and shit and it's like imagine your client does a vampire giving you notes yeah or like your clients the dude from dune in the bathtub who oh, like- <laughs> oh lord baron lord baron i don't know but no the you, guy well, who like floats up yeah, to the ceiling, yeah, yeah. he's like Bleh. Well, yeah. the weirdest thing that's happened with me and you, I f- this happens with me and you like quite a bit. I literally just watched that today, like in the background. Oh, yeah. Like, when I was, because I sometimes have a movie on in the background and watch. Dune is such a weird movie to have in the background. Yeah, I was going to say. But it's because I haven't seen it in it's a long nice time. screensaver movie. <laughs> yeah. So, no, I was like eating and watching it, but so strange to bring that up. But, anyways. um, You're just putting spice on your food and you're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Spices. <laughs> uh, but Lord Baron is his name. Okay. Uh, um, and yeah, so like someone like him, like just creepy like breathing heavy and just giving you notes and it's scary because he's so powerful yeah you know left field but yeah that's cool i think though there's more uh i think we can flow quicker and better in the other world with this sort of more uh experiential uh realistic take from our lives a bit and amp it up no i'm I'm down i just wanted to make sure i got i got heard my voice was heard so that was an idea i had okay left field i'm here to say that i hear you i see you but we're not doing that. <laughs> okay. All right. I like the first two. Uh, okay, cool. Done. We'll do it? Yeah. No, no. Which one? We're going to do the the passing the baton well, we really, yeah. slacker thing. Yeah. Okay. Loose guy hasn't even technically started yet. Oh, it has, but. Well, now now we can start we're gonna figuring the out the idea. Okay. Which one? So baton or, yeah, or the harrowing journey, right? Yeah. Let's let's go with this death thing. It's like dark um the harrowing journey of the pa harrowing journey of the pa but he gets asked to do something extra fucked up because like the last thing we want to do is fully shit on an industry that has been so kind to us right um 
commercials are an amazing way to make money and play with big toys and meet really cool people. I've met some of my best friends through commercials. So like, I think what we'd be doing is a very hyperbolic version of that because we do get asked to do these menial things. And I'm going to pull from like before I had a career. So, uh, if we've worked together and you're listening, um, I love you. And well, uh, I mean, I, just for a second though, it's not just commercials. Like people, well, that's it. Film in general, people film die on film sets. Yeah, exactly. All the I was time. gonna say people die in, on film sets. That's why there's unions. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, you get told, and there's some sets, sure, that might be toxic, sure. But like I've had, like like you just said, man, I've had great times on film sets. My my, if I could be on a film set every day, I would choose to do that. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, especially in in the directing world, like I haven't really, I've had intense days, but never really like bad days. Yeah. And and the good thing is, once you learn and you come up, like you have a different path uh, path than me. You you were a PA for a while, so it's like I'm sure. And I've had the path where I've struggled in different ways, where it's like once we both got to the directing role, you get to set the tone of the set too. If you're, if you want to, so like you said, you don't have to, cause the, the producer and the agents and clients are pretty big on it. But as a director, you can still really set the tone with how you talk to the DP and the crew so that everyone knows, Oh, it's a fun set. Yeah. You know? And I'm, I'm very much like shit needs to get done. I can be a little like stern cause you can need to be as a director. Cause like if I'm the pushover director over here, we're fucked. Yeah. We're not making our day, mm-hmm. but so I can be like, you know, like anal about stuff, but it's always in the vibe of like love and fun where it's like, guys, this is for like, we are, we get paid to fucking do this. You yeah. know, I have that energy usually. And I hope like I try my best to make it contagious on set. Yeah. Um, but still you're right. Shit happens. And for the sake of this story is going to get dark. It's going to get dark. Um, but it's all for the sake of comedy too. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So PA goes on a harrowing journey. Yeah. So like, you know, waking up before dawn the lights it's still dark outside so we show that little quiet it's, morning it's raining uh it's before the alarm it's like you know 4:50 or something and he gets a call or she gets a call and uh it's yo you have to go to kipling and 401 <laughs> now the overpass at Kipling and 401 now. And it's like, uh, okay, how do I get there? It's like, I don't know, figure it out, save your receipt. Goes up there and it's a car crash. Call me when you get there and it's a car crash. And there's camera gear everywhere. And it's like, okay, I'm, 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 I'm here. I think Jimmy's hurt or something, you know? It's starting to get like, I'm like, oh shit, this is like touchy as fuck, but. As you say it, right? You know what it gives me vibes of? Um, if you want to set the tone of just like a use a film as a reference. You know, have you seen Nightcrawler? Yeah. It gives me that vibe. Oh, yeah. Like going really... Funny uh, Nightcrawler. Funny Nightcrawler? Yeah. Like imagine... Nightcrawler like, to me has funny moments because it's so dark. Like yeah. he's so fucked up in it that you're like, dude, that's kind of funny how this is not real. Like it makes you feel like this is kind of sadistic and unreal. And that's a movie about Jake Gyllenhaal as like a sort of paparazzi kind of guy or yeah. an ambulance chaser. And he like yeah. goes and gets footage of like crime scenes and, and yeah. stuff and is there before the uh, professional. Gets to a point where he wants to cause crime so he can film it. Right. Like that, I don't know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, uh, at the ending where like he basically lets Riz Ahmed's character die to get the footage and also film everything part of it. Like it's it, that's how dark it gets because he becomes obsessed with becoming like, I'm a businessman. I run this company and I do this. And it's, it's yeah, it's fun. So that's like the tone I would love to set in this where maybe our character isn't Jake Gyllenhaal where he wants to do dark shit, but he's in a world where he's like the Riz Ahmed of that film. Where yeah. He's like, I gotta fucking do shit. And he's doing it because he wants to make it. And 
we can set that in the beginning of the film when he wakes up his room is full of posters and like he's he's sleeping on the floor but he has like the biggest tv screen to be like he's putting his money into like film and just media and he's just is obsessed with it and everything he does even like uh, maybe we can even give hints in his wardrobe like when he goes outside he has like a jacket and a toothpick and he's like so like i'm fucking ryan gosling from drive like right he's like fucking i breathe film kind of pa and he wants to be a director that, that's one way to go about mm-hmm. it so you really kind of pepper yeah. in it and again it's a very colorful character now um i like that maybe the titles and the intro title doesn't uh really happen like cut to black happens like 30 seconds into the film, 45 seconds when he sees the crash. Yeah. He gets there and it's like just taped off and he goes in and uh, he's like, he calls him and he goes, um, I'm here. There's a crash. And the guy goes, yeah, I know. And he goes, yeah, I think I see Jimmy's car. Yep. Yeah. Or Jimmy's cube truck. Yeah. yeah Jimmy's yeah. cube truck or something. Right. And then it's like, yep. And he goes, and then the, all you hear from the other side is like the cameras in the truck. Bring it to set. Click. Yeah. And he goes, wait, what? And just say that the camera gear is all over the highway. And it's like, bring it to set. And it's like fucking Frogger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, okay, okay, fair. In this world, like, uh, not in this world, but like when it, the camera gear fell out, it um, it didn't break or anything. No, the cases are, it's like, is, oh, the, Pelican it, cases. is the camera gear intact? Yes, but it's all over the highway. Bring it to set. Click. Okay, so here's uh, one concern in this blue sky portion. I like that fucking a lot just because it's like it's all over. Like he's already saying like, yeah, this is kind of, it's not going to happen. And he goes, oh, is, it, is it still intact? Yeah, yeah, they're in the cases, but it's all over the highway. All right, bring them to set. Like as said, like, well, then they're fine. So bring them. But does the film then become him literally playing Frogger and like gets one and then gets another one? So it's like, what can we put that's more interesting? Or is it cut to black screen intro credits, cut back? He already has all the gear and it's him getting out of there or whatever you know what i mean like what's more interesting to show yeah yeah because you don't want it to be just about like sneaking okay, around and like getting a... each beat is about getting one box <laughs> yeah. yeah in a video game i'd be down that'd be a yeah. fun video game yeah. level. Fuck. um that's a fun video game idea where it's like the pa yeah <laughs> it's his life <laughs> fuck it would be pretty real um would you like to go for a side quest and get a diddy bar yeah wait dilly or diddy dilly dilly diddy bar diddy diddy bar daddy sounds bar. fun yeah um i like that but yeah like so then what would happen after he gets that stuff like there should just be like uh oh you got it i i would say should we play it like training day where it's like he sees it and he's like i don't know how we get here but like i see he's like uh, yeah it's it's here but some people have already gone to it like it's like people like, t- like kids getting it <laughs> and running away so now he has to go knock on a door of this like area where it's like you shouldn't he should not be here like you know training day where oh. ethan hawk gets caught up in this other world and he has to go like knock down it's doors just like one case or something he gets everything else but then like sees a kid running off with the last case goes to that and what we could do there is not go deep into the, like the dune guy horror thing but the like the person that's at this house is like fucked up fucked up and he has to do some weird act not 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 like your script <laughs> that's uh, so funny no how we end up doing that <laughs> uh but he has to do or, something or, or, weird. Or, 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 like, or Pulp Fiction, where he goes to that house and there's some shit going on. Like, it's, you know, remember that scene where that gimp is like fucking, what's his yeah. name? Yeah. Marcel Wallace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So th- you know how like that happens where he sees the case, kid runs off, he goes there and over there, there's like a cult sacrifice going on. Yeah. You know, and he's like, what? And the PA, like, it's kind of crazy because the PA is actually now we're doing your script. <laughs> That's cult, the cult thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <We're>, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's fine. That's already out in the world. So. I sick. Um, yeah. So imagine he goes there, and then there's like a cult or some doing some kind of sacrificial thing, and it's just dark, and it's very like an unexpected. It's not a rich cult. It's like a um, a cult in like a neighborhood like, where you wouldn't expect a cult. It's, it's a real up and coming cult. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a good, they're like we're we're cult junior right now. We're uh, tier one cult. Yeah. Um, I like that kind of angle. Yeah, and then has to do something with them to get the camera thing, then goes back, and then, yeah, we just rented another camera. It's all good. Insurance will cover it. Like We maybe do, maybe, we, maybe, uh, we, wow, I sounded like fucking, like the porky. Porky pig. Yeah. Can you do it? That's all, folks. Um, uh, maybe he gets it, then we should add like a fun chase scene, maybe where he's like running and it's like sweat and, and he gets tangled somewhere. Takes out, he has to take off his jacket that gets tangled in a door and he's running with the case. And he loses his nice Ryan Gosling jacket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, that and then he's like coming up, climbs a fence and all these things running in puddles. Like basically amp up the, to get back. He has to go through this like torturous kind of run. Mm-hmm. Gets back and like you said, he gets there. <sighs> you know, and it's like he find and they go and they don't even like, again, no eye contact like your story. They, no eye contact. They go, they pick it up. Cool and uh just start talking to each other and he's just in the middle of it all and that's and it. there's blood on his face like yeah. they still don't you know and yeah and that's maybe it you and know like can you uh get some can you do a starbucks run <laughs> yeah yeah they ask him to do something else yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's it yeah, yeah there's no thank that th- i think that's it it's not like we don't need it anymore because obviously they're waiting for the camera so it could just be thankless you know and that's the yeah that's i mean the, the womp womp like what we do usually the ending could be changed while we write it because it could the the not needed it could even be as simple as like um okay the the, the re is here or whatever the camera's here or like this is here and they're like yeah i'm actually thinking no b cam for this one you know like it was a b cam like something like oh that. yeah and it's yeah. like what the fuck like a, a b cam uh for uh tracy and uh <laughs> what a smart list do tracy in ohio <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, B cam is basically a, uh, a secondary cam in a scene where the A cam films like the main portion or the main frame and the B cam is like it, your it, coverage. Yeah, and it finds moments for you yeah. to, to help along in the edit or whatever, yeah. a close up or yeah. whatever. So maybe like he comes back with the camera, like the one piece that was missing and it's a part of the camera and they're like, yeah, I'm thinking uh, we don't need a B cam for this one. Oh, okay, cool. And they just like, and it's an option for an ending. We'll decide when we actually write it. But maybe they take the box from him and then the director or DP says that we don't need a B cam and they just, okay, toss it back in his like arms can you return this yeah yeah and just walk away he's like what the fuck yeah and you just kind of left alone yeah you know i don't know why i just thought like the intro it'll be kind of fun is because um, we're saying maybe he's like a movie fan- cinephile right movie fanatic and then he has a drive jack and a toothpick and all these things and then it's kind of funny if he when he like in his world you know that's how we we're main character energy where he gets in the car and we shoot it like we write it and shoot it very like drive like he gets in and the kavinsky's the calls playing and, and he's like driving and he's fucking cool and then slows down the and he's when he gets to the 401 kipling like this is the opening of the film and he gets there like build up is so sexy like he's the sexiest pa coolest pa gets there and then it's like back to reality where he goes um there's like cops everywhere it's like shut down it's like, it just the whole moment dies yeah and then the guy goes, yeah, we'll bring it to set or whatever. But it's like the idea of this main character energy. Yeah. And that's why the rest of the film, I feel like it gives more like... Because, uh, yeah, you could still... Like he thinks he still is the the main character doing all these tasks. Because mm-hmm. that's... It's like the being a kid and looking at the window and it's the music video, you know, yeah. that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. You called me out for that. I remember like two weeks ago we were in the backseat. You, you were a little wistful. Yeah. I was looking out the, do- <laughs> the window. You're like, should I do a little music video there? <laughs> I do that a lot. I look out the window and just like think of scenes. Oh, yeah. "Eh." I'm always in a movie. (laughs) 
waiting in line at No Frills and Anya's playing and it's like a Jim Jarmusch movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that how you pronounce his name? Uh, I think it's Jarmish. Jarmish, sorry. Yeah, Jarmish. But, but most colloquially, colloquially, colloquially known as Jarmusch. You but could have said any of those, and I would have. There's bought no it. umlaut. Um, before we get it, because we we have a nice little fluff here. We have a nice little through line. Should we go through the beats to really kind of clean them up before we go to write it? Sure. So wake up in a room that's like dedicated to movie stuff, like sleeping on a mattress on the floor, really nice TV, maybe some like neon lights or whatever, <laughs> just to, to hit that. Maybe uh, some, uh, and I'm going to butcher this works. I always don't know if it's homage or homage. Yeah. Homage. Homage. Um, homage to a bunch of films around him, right? Like just small little trinkets from movies. Joe Pesci bobblehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and it's like, or the and the briefcase from Pulp Fiction, right? You know, like literally. Right, that's his lamp. He just like opens. Yeah, it. <laughs> oh, dude. His, oh, I kind of want to buy that a lamp where it's the briefcase from Pulp Fiction. That's a good idea. Oh, that's fucking nice. Trademark. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, and then gets a call. Maybe it's like before his alarm or something. Like it's like so he's he's jarred awake by this call. So then he opens the briefcase to open the lamp. Opens the briefcase to kind of reveal his room. It could just be like you know 458 i was thinking like it'd be cool if it goes from 459 to 5 and then his phone immediately rings but like that would suggest that uh it's produc- production managers care about the time of their pas it's just you're on the clock you're on the actually clock. The, yeah funnier thing is like it's like 454 454 like, yeah a time that's like wait what um and uh he gets woken up uh we don't hear what's on the other side and he's just like what where okay how do i get there i don't know just go just Bring your car. We'll figure it. Out. I don't know what. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we hear the other conversation or not, goes there. I think uh, you do. And every time, and I, I mean, just for the fun of it, let's put our own uh, homages into this. Where whenever it cuts to the, maybe we cut to the production manager talking, and it's just the back of his head with a bandaid on it, like Pulp Fiction, <laughs> like you know, like something like that. We maybe we could do that just for fun. Yeah. You cut to the production manager. And he's on the call. He's like, yeah, well, we gotta get there. Or it'd be funny. Maybe it'd be funny if you just heard their voice and you set up a certain kind of character. And then when you see them, like you're like, oh, man, this guy's a big, badass fucking Hollywood guy. But then when you see them, they're just like diminutive, like kind of shitty, you know, like not not what you would expect. Not as cool or not as cool, like making it um, more mysterious. That's fun. That's a good good bit. You know, kind of like the curtain gets. uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gets dropped uh, at the end there. The rug gets pulled. Yeah, because um, you could maybe just show a close up of his mouth or like his uh, uh, his hand. If we show him ever, like it's like his hand is like a ring yeah. on it, and it's like all you see is that. And when you see him, he's like a like a five foot two, very soft spoken guy. But it's just he's the douchey kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then so he gets to the highway. Um, yeah, the truck is here, I think. And he sees like the gurney and stuff. He's like, I think Jimmy's in trouble. And it's like, is the camera there? Yeah, it's all over the highway. And him Good. getting there, remember, is like a build up of like a film scene. Yeah, yeah, build up, uh, build up like a film scene. He's like directing his own movie in his head. Um, and then gets there, shit everywhere, sees body taken away, and then uh, camera scattered all over the ground. And then he says, "Yeah, the camera's here. Okay, bring it. It's all over the highway." Did I stutter? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. fucking bring it. And then... It intro, put, intro credits. Intro then, credit. Intro credit. And cut then, back. Cut back. He's like putting the last, second last box in. Into his car. 
goes to the last box. Or just, yeah, turns uh, and where kid, the other and one is. And kid's like, like taking off with it. Has to go to a couple houses, finally finds the one, like sees the kid. He's like, I know you have my thing. And then he gets into this weird cult thing or I don't know. Or it Maybe the be- kid runs. So he starts following the kid. And he's going through his fucking stranger's house, but he's like, he has to get the case. And then the kid goes into the basement. He goes into the basement. Then he goes through the basement into a back door. He goes into the back door. It's like fucking barbarian. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, what the fuck? And there's a cult happening. But And the kid kind of runs into the crowd of the cult, maybe, or whatever, right? I just don't know what happens here. That's what I want to kind of think about a tiny bit before we go write it. Yeah. Like, is it... Because, again, it's a short film. We just need a moment to make you feel like you're there with him and you're in this horrific moment. So... Is there someone, like, locked in a room or, like... You know, they have to deal with getting that person free or like. Have you seen uh, Babylon? No. Oh, so good. I mean, I really liked it. Um, there's a scene in that. Again, it's a kind of not a spoiler, but oh, I'm sorry. I don't know why I get so fidgety. Um, but basically, this, it's similar to what we're seeing. It's a basement of like 10 levels and they keep going lower and lower. And they get to this fucking place where there's like this. I mean, uh, it's like uh, uh, not to be uh, insensitive, but it's like a freak that they have that they kind of all are like throwing money at and he, they're just getting him to do shit. Right. And he's like a fucking monster. Like it's like, it's like a de- uh, what's the word? Like a mutated mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Um, and he's just, they're throwing money at him and it's like all this thing. And then in that moment, it's very similar to what we're talking about right now. Cause in that moment, there's a reveal where one of the guys shouldn't be there is there. And it gets fucking like, you're like, you feel for that character. You're like, get out of here, dude. Mm-hmm. So just using that energy of like, maybe he walks in and they're all cheering at some culty activity that's fucked up. Like, uh, this is, <laughs> I don't know why I'm pitching this, but like an adult circumcision that's like for the sake of sacrifice. And they're all like, Arr! and he's like, what the fuck? Something like Right, heroin. or there's just like a big, like uh, Lord Baron kind of character who's like a blobby, like Jabba yeah. the Hutt thing. Jabba and there's Hutt. like all these like hoses coming off his stomach and they're all like, <gasps> like drinking blood from, or like liquid from the hoses that come from this guy. You know, I it's like this that. fucking that's weird. Dark. Like that's you dark. don't have, we don't even have to like really explain what is happening. It's just like, this is fucking strange. Like you, if you just describe the hose coming out and people think, you don't even say what is it that they're drinking. It's like, what, yeah. but it's like a very subtle because the movie's not about the cult. That's the interesting thing where we're not even going to dive into the cult. It's just this PA ended up here. Yeah, and he's just looking for a fucking mat box. Yeah. <laughs> so then does he see the kid and, and run for, after him? For those at home, a mat box is the little thing that goes on the front of the lens to help block the sun and put <laughs> filters in and stuff. Yeah. Um, I like that. That's what that's what it is. Though. It's like not even the body of the yeah, camera. It's a yeah. fucking mat box. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's not even like expensive lenses. It's literally a mad box. Um, so then what does he like see the kid in the middle of the cult or like running through and he goes, Oh, just gets it. And they all then turn and stare at him. Like he goes, Hey you, and he grabs it from him. And then as he goes, yeah. And he turns around and they're all looking at him. Yeah. <laughs> like that kind of moment. Or does like, do, do, does he come in and see all this shit and they all just kind of look at him and the case is just there on the floor. And like, do we make it like a huge weird letdown? Does it have to escalate? And he just like walks over to it and like picks it up and like walks out, you know, like that. Or like, should something, should he get like trapped or kidnapped? If, or, like, if that's what it is, what you're saying, then it, we need one more beat then of an adventure from getting back home. Yeah. Like one more thing that happens. If that's the only thing that's happening, then I would want a little amp up. Like, which I said, like, which we were saying earlier where it's like he gets the map box and then like he's they see him whatever and then they chase him so it's a big chase scene the, the jacket comes yeah, off and yeah, all this shit yeah okay the so chase scene has to happen for i sure. think if not I, I like what you're saying but then we have to add another beat could the if there if there's no chase if there's no amp right here if there's no like oh fuck he got caught then we need one more thing that he does on the way back to set 
then we should then you should get caught and there should be a struggle there because then it just like ups the absurdity of of what he just went through to to get the fucking that's a thing yeah okay oh i got i got another one i got okay just because i i maybe it's too long for a short film so maybe we'll cut this when we're writing it as we if we feel too many pages cult thing gets the briefcase runs to the house running running they're like chasing after him and, and maybe it's like he did go down maybe two three levels of stairs to get to the underground basement like kind of like barbarian runs up uh run it's, this is also kind of barbarianish but he runs up gets into the basement he goes to the stairs and he's like uh runs up he's about to go outside but he sees someone else outside so then he goes into another bedroom and locks the door he's waiting waiting he turns around and there's some fucking beast in that room as well yeah because so it's like one more piece of like oh come on you know like it's like he's like quiet and he turns around and maybe it's like something at first i don't know what it is he sees here yeah it could be it could be some beast or a dog or like well i mean like an a person okay like a a, another horror figure you know but maybe it's like at first it's like it's just like a person like oh it's a girl it's fine and then the girl's like yeah you know her jaw unhinges or something what the fuck but then, but then do we just go hard? Like, she's like, blah, and then we hard cut and he's back on set and his jacket's just shredded and like, he's got a bit of blood on him. You know what I mean? Like, or I was going to say he runs out that door then he jumps out the window of the house and then he's run. That's when the chase scene happens. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe too much. You're right. Maybe it's too much, but I, I think you do this chase scene. Like, okay. So loses the uh, kid runs off with Matt box, falls kid into a house, chase kid down to the basement, cult in the basement he's like oh shit he's quiet for a bit then he kind of yells at the kid to give the map box to him and everyone notices him turns around and he's like caught now or or yeah okay so what if what if okay so the kid i'm just like why why is this kid stealing a map box and running into a cult house so like maybe he goes into that house but you go in and it's just like this weird empty house like almost like a liminal space like uh uh under the skin okay oh oh, oh, okay not necessarily like this big black void but it's just like Explain that a bit for people who haven't seen Oh, it. Uh, Under the Skin is a Jonathan Franzen. Is that his name? What, what's oh, his, I have what's no idea, but it's Carl Johansson, right? Yeah. What's, but I mean, more like, like explain, explain the space uh, that you're visualizing. It's basically uh, Scarlett Johansson's is alien. It looks like a human. And uh, Jonathan Glazer. Why did I say Franzen? That's an author, I think. Jonathan Glazer, great director. Um, She's like hitchhiking around the UK or some shit, and she preys on lonely men that think she's hot and brings them into this weird just completely black void and they're both like walking in this water and it's very artsy and weird and moody and i think the assumption is she's kind of like eating them or like devouring them in some weird metaphysical way it's like liquid ground like it's like wet ground and then they kind of almost like drown they, they just in go it. in like this weird pool yeah kind of disappear into it but it's, it's very, like all very black strange. void it's and like it's just... never explained or anything and yeah. it's just a big deep black void but like what if he goes in and like it's not a living room or like a house it's like a weird just like one room that's all kind of sterile and dark and there's just one door and he goes through the one door and then there's another door and then he finally gets to the cult all the weird guy with the hose thing happens then he runs out the, the map box is nowhere to be found he runs out into another room where the kid is with the map box and the kid's like just playing with the map box or whatever. And he's like, Hey little, Hey little guy. Like I need to take that map box. And then there's another thing that happens with that kid. That kid's not a, a normal kid. He's like the son of the weird hose monster thing or something. You know what I mean? Like there's a beat of, of that kid having a, having a jump scare or another obstacle. And then that's the thing, you know what I mean? Just to like get him into the cult and not have a kid like in the center of the cult playing with a map box box. 
No, I totally get what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I just, I'm trying to think because I feel like that kind of, if the cult doesn't chase him out of the room and that's why he goes into the other room, it's kind they, of a, They do what they would chase him out of the room. So it, that does happen. And, and then, then he, he ends up going to the other room and then serendipitously finds the map box. But then there's another obstacle like the kid or another monster or like another thing that he has to deal with. And then that's, do we see that he goes into the cult and then the kid runs through the cult through another door? I don't because then the we, kid goes we, through we, it because he's not kids very comfortable with this house. Right. <laughs> kids like this is my it's a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we could. We could. I think maybe though, because to me, okay, sorry, go on. We're like we've been we've been riffing for a while. I think maybe if we get to, we we kind of find the ending there. Like we know where we want to land. There's just like one more step to it. So like maybe we start writing and we find it in the flow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The ending for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I okay. So uh, kid runs off. He ends up at the house. Ends up on a somehow into a, a room full of people, a cult basically. Um, doing some weird. Doing some weird tang. Then he le- the cult sees him. They chase him out. He ends up in another room where the kid might be with the mat box. And maybe the kid's like nestle- nestled underneath like this monster, you know? Like it's the kid. He's like chilling and like he has a box with him. And there's a mount- monster like sleeping behind him kind of thing. Mm. Maybe that's a game we play or whatever. And then it's the same thing where it's like he kind of gets it. And then that monster or that animal or that beast or whatever character jumps and like starts chasing our guy too. And then he runs out. Cult's also outside. He's like, oh, fuck. So it's just like, really? I want to just, the yeah, whole point is it. to make the PA's life is fucking like, come and, on. And be as hyperbolic as possible. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So then he comes out and there's a fucking cult there. And he's like, oh, get the fuck out. He starts running, running. And then like, uh, he goes, jumps through the window. He jumps out the window. And there's all the other people out there waiting for him. So then he runs more. So that's, that chase scene becomes very like, fuck my life. Cut, jumps over a fence, takes off his jacket, gets the thing. He's running, breathing. And then it's like, we go, we, we cut, we use the, like a close up of him, a tempo of him going. And then he runs. <laughs> And then yeah, he's on set. Yeah, and he's on set, and it anticlimactic. Yeah, cool. That's great. That's he's great. on set. We could take from your scene, uh, your story, though. He's on set. He's like running, running, and then cut to standing, and he's standing behind the director. Yeah. And the director turns around. And he goes, yeah, "What is it? You're, the queen has a gift, a, g- a gift from the queen. Maybe not that, but a like gift from the cult. But he's yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna. He's like happy because he's like, I'm gonna present something to this guy or yeah. the AD. Yeah, I'll think of a good Mapbox pun or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then gets it and doesn't even make eye contact and boom 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 and then the ending is either ungrateful like no thanksgiving instead they're like uh we need to get you can you pick the starbucks order up or it's uh actually we're gonna scrap the b cam yeah and then that's one of the endings yeah i feel pretty good yeah same all right cool so i think uh it's the part where we uh write it boom um i got i got a part in a play <laughs> what's that line it's uh, i auditioned for a play and i, and I got, got the part <laughs> all right see you guys in a bit bye and now Call time. Interior bedroom, early morning. A dark room. Our hero, the PA, 20s, is dead to the world. The alarm clock reads 4.54 a.m. His ringtone startles him awake, the iconic theme from the good, the bad, and the ugly. He reaches over to his side table where a replica briefcase from Pulp Fiction sits, and he opens it. Ominously orange light illuminates his room. Groggily, he reaches for his ringing phone, instantly anxious when he sees the caller ID. Uh, hey, everything okay? The voice of the production manager, Harold, late 40s, can be heard on the other end. He's clearly smoking. You need to pick up a couple of packages and bring them to set. 401 in Kipling. Which rental house? Harold inhales sharply and speaks through a lungful of smoke. It's not a rental house. Just get to the exit and you'll see the packages. 
So I'm, I'm driving myself then? Harold audibly exhales. Well, you can walk, but don't expect to keep your job if you do. Before the PA can respond, click, Harold hangs up. A series of quick cuts show the PA getting ready amidst his barely furnished room. A mattress on the floor and a huge expensive looking TV are dwarfed by stacks of Blu-rays and countless movie posters and paraphernalia. His obsession with film is palpable. With strong main character energy, he slips on his Ryan Gosling drive jacket and tucks a toothpick into his mouth. Cut two, exterior driveway moments later. Another series of quick cuts. We see the PA getting into his car, starting it and pulling out of his driveway. Cut two, exterior highway later. The wipers groan as they sweep away the spattering of light rain. Traffic lights refract through the droplets and into the car. Kavinsky's night call plays in the background. By the way the PA carries himself, it feels more like a music video than your average commute to work. His moment of coolness ends abruptly as he approaches his destination. We see flickers of light from emergency vehicles and a cube truck upside down in a ditch surrounded by yellow tape. The PA dials a number. Harold answers. He is smoking again. What? Jimmy's cube truck is here, but... Is the camera package there? The truck's upside down. A quick beat of annoyed silence. In a ditch. Is the camera package there? Yeah, but, um, they're scattered across the 401. Fuck. Any damage? The PA takes stock. The cases? They look fine. Perfect. Bring them to set. The PA's attention is pulled to two paramedics as they slide a gurney into the back of an ambulance. Uh, is Jimmy okay? Don't worry about Jimmy. We can't shoot without that camera package. Get here, now. But... Click. Harold hangs up again. The PA examines the scene and sighs. Fuck this. Cut to black. Title card. Call time. Fade in. Exterior highway later. The PA finishes putting a pile of boxes into his trunk. Just one more to go. With an almost imperceptible sigh, he jogs toward it. But before he gets there, a kid, nine, snatches the box and takes off toward a low-rise complex. Fuck this. Cut to exterior field moments later. The PA runs through the field in search of the kid. He sees that little fucker hop a fence and disappear into the interior courtyard of the low-rise complex. Another sigh. The PA climbs the fence, careful not to sully his favorite jacket. The PA searches for any sign of the kid. Then he sees someone slip into a nondescript home. Bingo. He approaches the house and knocks. Nothing. Then he tries the knob. It opens, and he reluctantly peeks his head inside. Hello? Cut to interior, nondescript home, continuous. Inside, he is met with an empty room. A low hum emanates from behind another door. Quietly, he steps toward that door and opens it. Come on, kid. Cut to interior dungeon staircase, continuous. A long flight of stairs that lead deep underground. The hum starts to sound more like chanting. The PA strains to hear as he cautiously makes his way down. He freezes at the bottom of the stairs at the inconceivable sight, lit only by a small bank of work lights. About 20 feet away, he sees a group of cultists standing around a strange beast, tied up with an obscene amount of ropes and chains. Somewhere between a man and a pig, this thing is 400 pounds of sheer hideousness, its belly pocked with orifices with clear hoses running out of them. On the other side of the hoses, cultists slurp down a bile-like substance running through them. The PA scans the room for the kid, but sees another door just to his right. Yeah. Fuck this. The PA begins to turn as his phone vibrates. He looks down and sees a text from Harold. It's a gif of a man tapping his watch as if to say, where are you? Another gif slides into the chat. 
an image of a homeless man holding a sign that says, need work. The PA sighs again and reaches for the other door. It's unlocked. Cut two, interior lab continuous. There, the PA finds himself in a dimly lit lab. He winces at the shelf of human and animal specimens soaking in jars of formaldehyde. He holds back the urge to puke when he sees living humans tied to their beds. They're all sedated, except for one abomination who looks at him in the eyes and whimpers softly. Before the PA can process, the abomination leans into the light. It's a half man, half possum, chained to the wall like a starfish. Jesus Christ. In an act of empathy, the PA begins to untie one of the abomination's hands. But as soon as it's free, it takes a swipe at the PA who dodges just in time, but not quick enough to save his jacket. The abomination's claws shred the front of it. Aw, oh, come on. The abomination channels its feral strength to free itself from the other restraints. The PA guns it out of there. Cut to interior dungeon, continuous. The PA bolts through the door, slams it, and leans onto it. Oh! The cultists remove the hoses from their mouths and turn to him in unison. A quick beat, then bam! The abomination bursts through the door, sending the PA to the ground. Huh! Frantic, he pulls himself up and runs out. The cult and the abomination in hot pursuit. Cut to exterior street seconds later. The PA sprints through the courtyard, looking between every house for a way out. The predators are gaining on him. On a glance to his right, he notices a house with his lights on so he can see through the window. At a dinner table sits the kid who stole his camera case, chowing down on a bowl of spaghetti with the case right next to him on the table. The PA stops running and drops his shoulders. Dude. Cut to a wide tracking shot from outside the house as the PA confidently opens the door and runs inside. The cultists follow. The camera paces alongside the exterior of the house and we catch some of the action through the windows. Inside, we hear the abomination growl and the kids scream. After a few more beats of auditory chaos, the back door of the house flies open and we see the PA run out. Now carrying the camera case and covered in spaghetti, the cultists are right behind him. Cut to exterior street, seconds later. A close-up of the PA as he conjures every bit of speed he has left. He pants, completely out of breath, running for his fucking life. The panting grows louder and louder until... Match cut to interior film set later. The PA stands still behind the director, Jono, 35, a handsome young man covered in tattoos who is obviously a good director. He holds up his finger to shush the PA. The PA is astonished to see they are shooting a take. Behind the PA, we see a cart full of bloodstained camera boxes, the batting of his shredded Ryan Gosling jacket on full display, flecks of spaghetti sauce still in his hair. Without missing a beat, the director looks past the hot mess and smiles at Harold. You got me a B-camera? Harold smiles a wide, friendly smile. My boy wants a B-cam, he gets a B-cam. The director walks past the PA to shake Harold's hand. The PA watches, incredulous. Then, the assistant director walks past and slaps a note into the PA's hands. Dejected, he inspects it. Close on the paper, it's a coffee order. Fuck this. Cut to black. Finn. <laughs> In conclusion, that was fun. I like this one a lot. We uh, both are fans of this one, I'd say. Yeah. Like if we saw this, if we saw like uh, there was like a, some kind of con happening in Toronto, we'd probably buy tickets if we knew that this script was going to be at the con. The con? Like a convention. Oh. Yeah.
I don't it's, get it's it. A, it's a really bad joke. Yeah, um, I, I want. Yeah. I, I know it's a joke. Wait, elaborate. Uh, you oh, because you. Like, well, like if if uh, Ryan Gosling was going to be at a con, we we might go and get like something signed by him. But if the script was there, we'd probably go see it. It's terrible. It's not. A, it's not. Is a, there like more to the joke? No, there's nothing. Oh, that's the joke. That's okay, the joke. I thought you were making yeah. like a entendre or like a. I think that's why it's taken so long to get my career off the ground. <laughs> People keep looking for meaning in my jokes, but there's I'm none. Like too fast. I assume everyone's plugged into my brain and sees my stream of consciousness, <laughs> which they don't. I hope not. Oh man, the things I see. Oh, 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 oh. Um, uh, favorite uh, thing. This film, out of everything we've made, uh, and I, I'll be honest, a lot of the scripts we've written. I want to make those like the comet one. I still am like, that'd be fucking fun to make. Yeah. But this one, I think I want to make the most. If I got to pick one of the scripts to like, here's a budget. You guys get to direct this. This would be uh, so fun to make. I think in the conversations about like, okay, how, what's, what's the viscosity of the bile in the hose from the pig man? <laughs> you know, there's yeah. like, there's, there'd be a lot of fun conversations about that. Um, favorite thing. Favorite thing. I'm going to say is the death of the PA at the beginning and that the, the show must go on kind of thing. Cause I've, I've wanted to play with that idea for a while and just like it being the least. You, ju- you just didn't find anyone else sick enough to. Yeah. Yeah. No one's it. sick and twisted enough, but, um, Hey, I got you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. We're, we're even better friends now, I think <laughs> yeah. because you indulged me in that. I like that a lot because it, it, it is this hyperbolic way to show that like, no matter what happens on set, like it's just about getting the show must, the, go, on. The show must go on. The money is being spent and mm. you know, whatever client's not gonna yeah, yeah, be yeah. sympathetic to like, we got to push the shoot because someone died unless yeah. it was like the director or something like that, which yeah. obviously stopped the shoot. Stop but it even, for a even, day but even then it, it begs the question, like who, 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 how, how do you deal with the money that got spent and you can't get back anymore. So it's like an interesting thing. We didn't go into any of that thematically. We didn't even say it, right? Like we never said, oh, he, like all we said was, what happened to Jimmy? Is Jimmy okay? And that's it to be like, and I, I felt that would be too on the nose if it was He's like, dead. yeah, yeah. Um, Jimmy's pushing up daisies. Uh, but that, I he mean. He pulled his last focus. He's no longer. Yeah. Instead of daisies, I find more like. Uh, yeah. He closed his last gate. No, that's not. <laughs> he checked the last gate. There we go. Gate was not clean. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps going with metaphors. Yeah, He's yeah. like, I get it, man. He's dead. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the last take for Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. Martini on Jimmy. Okay, stop. <laughs> the man is dead here. Um, I, I, to be honest, like the whole thing was a joyride because once we figured out like what the script was, it was fun to write. I did love how we stumbled upon during the writing of it the the tracking shot oh yeah of the, outside the house and you kind of see things happening and then he grabs the case and he comes out out and it's like he has spaghetti on him it's like such a humorous moment in such a dark fucked up scene yeah and that, yeah. the uh the original old boy i haven't seen the new old boy but that was the inspiration in my mind for that like when you said it that's immediately what i was like yeah. oh it's like the old boy shot and we just kind of go through it but we block out some of the action with the house just yeah. to be really funny and like you kind of see glimpses because the window's there, so you see a bit, and then it's like a wall, so you don't see for a bit, and then you see window. Oh, the rest of it. So it's it's cool. And uh, like, if I was gonna like shoot that and direct it, like maybe instead of just hearing the thing growl, the abomination growl, and the kid scream, you might see like you might see the abomination growl and like kind of like overcoming the kid, the kid like yeah. just fully implying the kid got devoured. And then because yeah, you you keep going, the and camera keeps keep moving, going, and yeah. then off off camera There's you hear like the crunching of bones and, or yeah, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, could, could really blow that out. Yeah, because that that's the fun thing about the the writing of it because it's still a first draft but as we're writing we're like i remember we were trying to figure out how to get to the end and it was like what if we just 
cut to the ending and then it was like because we both wanted to not show too much and like be like oh here's a big chase scene so that this was like a creative way to continue the chase scene and and not just be a typical chase scene if that makes sense you know like a little fun of like you don't get to see this park too much it's just a tracking shot from outside the house uh and hopefully people understand that like what the point of that scene is the camera's outside not in the house we're seeing it through literally from across the street kind of view yeah or just like going between houses like in the lanes yeah. between houses kind of thing yeah, yeah. I, that's my favorite scene in it but a lot of the scenes and a lot of things about it are my favorite yeah but. for sure and like i think too if you were gonna if you're gonna shoot the short film like just really driving home the atmosphere in the car and like the music video thing oh, and like cool, set up yeah. this there's whole, so many good moments just you, set like, up these cool moments and then be like oh yeah there's gonna be cultists slurping bile from a pig yeah yeah there's so many like set pieces yeah like the driving is a set piece because you get to enjoy making a music video that fucking moment the opening scene of a dark room is a cool set piece the the chase scene and through the house the bile the lab setting up a whole lab of like creatures what a set piece. Yeah. So that'd be, yeah, there's just so many mini moments that I love about this one. Um, Anything you didn't like? The title. Honestly, oh, yeah. that's like the, the title I, the, sucks. usually it's like, oh, the time wasn't enough or whatever. But for seven pages, I think we did great. Like it, I like it, but the fucking title call, was it? Call time. Call time. I really don't like it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, 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 it's first draft it sits into the world. It's a working title. A working um, title. It harkens film and all that. Um, yeah, I, I, again, the only thing I didn't like, like, I would love to set uh, the PA up a little more, like, because, you know, there was nothing to garner pathos from us other than the urgency of this trip, you know what I mean? And, like, just throwing him into this thing. Like, we we don't have any real reason to be on his side other than he's getting pressure from his boss, you know? Maybe there's more things we could do to humanize him. Yeah. And, like, I just think that's short, and I agree. Uh, and it's a short. It's a short. I was I gonna say it's the same thing. I'm gonna. I, I, I think I'm gonna say the same thing yeah. every episode. That's <laughs> it, just my. That's my thing. No, I like, totally. And I, again, I will still agree with you. I do like. Less, I wish we had more marination in the character, but I'm just saying shorts allow uh, forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Not that uh, we shouldn't do that. But we should try to always try to make the characters more three dimensional. But yeah. But yeah. yeah, I'm curious too. Like in in ten more episodes, like how will address that because we'll be so fucking like everything's going to be so exhausted and like we'll we'll have spent so many ideas like how 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 that will force us into a different creative space to do more for characters and yeah. like spend more time but do it in clever like more clever uh more uh succinct ways yeah 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 could be cool that's a good point um uh i mean this is a quick one because i feel like we kind of answered it but at what point during the blue sky were you like oh we got a script mm. I think when I pitched the idea of the guy dying, like the, the the car crash and like having to pull camera boxes off the lanes in the 401 or whatever, and you weren't like, that's too dark. When you were like, oh, no, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm like, okay, we got it. Let's do it. Finally, I can put this down on paper. Yeah. Uh, uh, for me, it's like, uh, I, I like that right off the bat. I'm like, oh, fun. Like, I'm like, let's, let's be weird and dark and really... Uh, create this PA's like make the universe of this PA kind of like fucked up and go through an adventure and that's when I was like but it can't just be that what he's gonna get the boxes like we talk oh because once you said that we were talking about it and I was like I don't like the idea of just like the whole film is him getting the boxes mm. remember that at one yeah, point we were like, maybe we'll do that frogger, yeah. once we got to the cult the idea of it I was like oh this is gonna get real wacky and he's in this world like his world's upside down like it's not like oh he has to beat rush hour to get these boxes back right it's like no he's gonna go through a cult that makes it takes men and animals and 
combines them. Like it's such a cool, or not, not just yeah, cool, but weird side story that I'd love that. And I was like, oh, this is gonna be fun for sure. And you can tell that we both recently saw the new Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah like, subconsciously, oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah, at one point, the possum was a raccoon in the script. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> maybe change it a little. <laughs> um okay cool so that's the thing um i haven't thought of this part at all i've got someone oh shit who would you cast uh i think it would be someone like a younger donald glover who is uh at once like very cool but also like can play that victim and like can be the the sort of butt of the joke you know what i mean yeah yeah i I really love that i love that i feel like he would be just compelling to watch and like could could do all those things if we could go like if we can cast like uh where we're like oh a young downey jr kind of thing right or like a young tom hanks like if we can do that then young oh yeah don glover if we can if we have that capacity at our hands where we're like we can cast some young versions 100 percent donald glover no i think i think we since it's blue sky we can have any any era like Derek comedy troy from community young donald glover yeah 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 yeah. 100 i'm fucking down but my thing was uh in today's like since he's older the other option I had, you know, Shamik, I think it's how you pronounce his name, Shamik Moore, the voice for Miles Morales in Spider-Verse. Mm. Uh, his voice and just how he... Like, how do you I, spell? Uh, S-H-A-M-E-I-K. M-E. Oh, yeah. Like him? Because in his voice in uh, Spider-Verse, I, I love that voice of like, oh, fuck. Like just not happy with what's going on. Yeah. Um, or even... Um, yeah, let's just go with that. Yeah. That's I like that. That'd Fantastic. be cool. And then who would you if you just one I know we don't usually do side characters, but a Harold. Harold uh, I got someone. You go first while I I would you. say a, a Jono cameo as Harold. Oh yeah. That that makes <laughs> I'd sense. I'd love to see you play that guy. Just fucking play the other side and be like, Oh, I actually enjoy but, the power I feel. But the yeah, but the Tropic Thunder uh, Tom Cruise makeup on you. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I would picture someone <laughs> like uh like a little messier and sloppier Giamatti like Paul Giamatti yeah that'd be good like just someone who's like just kind of fucking like I don't know smoky and like yeah, yeah, weird yeah. and raspy and like kind of a sketch ball but yeah, yeah, yeah. like a young Nick Nolte yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay cool I think that was a good cast we got some good ideas yeah is there anything else we do at this part no right no any housekeeping are you still in touch with your body yeah <laughs> i don't know how to answer that question every time yep i'm touching my body is that what you asked what? are you touching your body <laughs> yeah um i just stared at a deal with psychotic eyes for those um and i weirdly there. liked it sweet oh, well that. thanks again for joining us and uh have a great rest of your day hopefully Peace. you enjoyed this bye Blue Sky Podcast is produced by Adil Shamsi and John O'Hunter, edited by Justin Stevenson, and this voiceover was recorded by Kevin Brown. If you have an idea for a prompt, email us at thebluskypodcast at gmail.com or DM us at thebluskypodcast on Instagram. The Blue Sky Podcast is an independent show, so please like and subscribe and tell your friends. Please.